Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It is Friday Fun Day with Fiona. Fiona Odlum will be here. Tristan Field Jones will tell us about tuition fees in the province of Manitoba, and then we'll talk to some students about those tuition fees. Jeff Braun joins us on the most anticipated movies of the fall, Bob Irving on the Banjo Bowl, and Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, and now the podcast. Fiona Odlum, hello. Hello, my darling. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Excellent. Yes, we're going <laughs> to kick your ass in the game, by the way, just so you know. Oh, <laughs> just like last weekend? <laughs> okay, Ouch. I don't want to talk about that. I have been working on the nice things I'm going to have to say about your mascot, Gainer the Gopher, and I am struggling. Help me out here. If I make this video for social media and i got to say nice things about Gainer, what do I say? You're a pleasant-looking well, rodent? I don't know. <laughs> You really know how to wear a bow tie well. Like, you really <laughs> rock that bow tie. Yeah. Um, I hear you give great hugs. <laughs> Gopher hugs, as we know, are the best. Uh. Come on. It's easy. <laughs> Let's go out for some nuts sometime, you <laughs> gopher. <laughs> like the gopher guy. Come on. All right. Oh, I got to work on that. I got to get that done. But, of course, mm-hmm. a big game coming up tomorrow. 1 o'clock pregame here on CJOB. 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, we're doing this a bit early today, and it's going to be shorter today than normal. Fiona, or no, what's it called? Friday Fun Day with Fiona, uh, Fiona Odlum, <laughs> because you're hopping on a plane. You are going to actually be here for the Banjo Bowl. Oh, baby, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. It's going to be a sea of green. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even wait. I'm so jacked. Listen, I've got... Three rider shirts, uh-huh. just in case somehow two of them get damaged. Yeah. So I've got a backup. Read that there could be rain. Got my rider poncho. No big deal. Got my toque. Got a ball cap. I'm ready. I took a lot of heat <laughs> for some of the stuff you said on the air about the riot. Well, about us and and cheering for the riders uh, last week. And I think it's all just in good fun, right? But you oh, know, I love you, funsies. and I know you love me. So let me seriously ask you yes. a question: Are you okay, really okay. a rider fan now? No, for real. This is not a joke, you guys. Wow. It's it's not. Like, um, it's it's funny because like, um, yeah, I have some personal reasons why I can't cheer for them right now. Okay. That may change in the future, but right. right now, yep. I just can't. Okay. And, All right. Uh, I respect that. Yeah, I just so wanted just to know friend to friend here, <laughs> is this really real? Now listen, we need this game. It ain't over if we lose it, but yeah. we really need this game, and I give it to you. The Riders played better than we did last week. <laughs> we got to turn it around, and uh, it sucks right now if you're a Bomber fan or if you're a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, uh, Blue Bomber but I think we're going to win this game, and it, often that's what happens. We lose that Labor Day Classic in your uh, town, and then we, well, not your town, but you know what I mean. And then mm-hmm. we yeah. win the Banjo Bowl back here. Yeah. So I hope that happens again. Because otherwise, yeah. I, I really do think we're in big trouble. I just want to see a good, clean game. Last week was exciting. Back and forth, back and forth. You know, we had your number. But that was just because some of your players got hurt, right? And, you know, win or lose, of course, we want the win. But, hey, you know, if we split the difference, I'm cool with that too, right? But, um, yeah, you guys um, seem like some of your players, some of your key players are injured, which um, may not be great. But uh, I just hope for a fun time. And and I hope that Bomber fans are nice to me. (laughs) 
I'm like a little bit nervous. Like one of my friends said, oh, I hope someone hits you with a beer bottle. I'm like, what? No, I'm just here to give hugs. Lots of hugs and high fives. Yeah. Please I and thank you. I don't think you're going to get a lot of hugs and high fives wearing your green rider wear, but, Anyways, but good luck with that. So you are about to hop on a plane, and I saw a story and thought of you. Airport security trays. You know, you put all your stuff on the train. It goes through the x-ray machine there. Airport okay. security trays carry more germs than toilets, according to a new study. How scary is that? Okay, that is disgusting. But honestly, when you when you line up to go on a plane, like the stuff that people reveal in their bags and plop them out and they're dragging them all over who knows where, it is absolutely terrifying. But on top of all of that, did you see it in the news today about that flight where the toilets had to be shut down because someone had tried to flush a diaper and then the air passengers were told they had to go number one and number two in plastic bags and bottles? Oh, yikes. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I Like, air travel all of a sudden is just so not prestigious anymore. It's like, hey, here's your pee and poo poo bag. Enjoy. Don't leave your seat. And by the way, everything is covered in germs. Enjoy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't even. <laughs> okay. And one more thing here before you got to run. I know you got to get to the airport. We wouldn't want you missing the game or anything with you and your green rider wear. Party of Five. <laughs> I don't know if you were a fan of Party of Five. I loved Party of Five back in the day. It is getting the reboot treatment. They are bringing back Party of Five. How do you feel about that, Fiona Odlum? I'm super excited, and I love the new modern twist that they're putting on it with the parents being deported. I think it's going to be a huge hit. It's absolutely timely. But, Hal, I need to know. Are you also a West Wing fan? Because I am. And there's talks, there's a momentum to bring West Wing back. What do you think about that one? Well, that would be cool because I was a big fan of West Wing back in the day. You know what? As I And as you say that, I think about West Wing, the show, and then the West Wing now? Oh, my God. They couldn't have imagined back then what the White House would be like now. But that is another show. Sometimes these reboots, I'm I'm against them. I go, well, why? Like, it was perfect. West Wing was a great show, but I would certainly watch that, and I'm definitely watching Party of Five when they bring that back. Awesome. Another night for you and I to live tweet together. I couldn't think of anything better. Actually, I enjoyed live tweeting during the game last week in the Labor Day Classic. Did you like doing that? I loved it. It was so much fun. And I loved chatting with all like the Bomber fans and the, all of the CJOV <laughs> listeners. You guys were such great fun. We're going to have to do that again. We'll do it on the reg, okay? You know I love you even though you're cheering for the wrong team in the Banjo Bowl. <laughs> have a safe flight here and enjoy the game. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Love ya. See you, Winnipeg. Coming at ya. Yeah, whatever. All right. There she is. It's getting more and more expensive to go to college or university. And this year, Manitoba saw the biggest jump in tuition fees right across the country. Here is TFG now, uh, TFJ now, with a look, a closer look at the numbers. Show me the money. It can cost tens of thousands of dollars to complete a degree or diploma, 
and that's in a province where post-secondary education is relatively affordable. Here in Manitoba, the average cost of tuition is about $4,100 per year. According to Statistics Canada, that's lower than the national average of $6,800 annually, and well below our neighbours in Ontario, who typically pay nearly $9,000 on tuition, the most expensive in the country. Those figures are for Canadian citizens. If you're an international student, tuition fees will surpass $27,000. Dentistry is easily the most expensive field in Canada, with average yearly tuition topping $23,000. Medicine is a distant second at nearly $15,000, while law comes in third, costing over $13,000 annually. These numbers don't include books, supplies, and additional fees, which can be about $1,000. And many students need to consider housing and living expenses too. A survey of more than 23,000 students conducted for McLean's magazine earlier this year indicates that it costs close to $20,000 every year if you move away from home when you factor in rent, groceries, transportation, extracurricular activities, and even alcohol. For the most part, students aren't paying for that entirely out of their own pocket. Only one-third of those surveyed said they received no money from their parents for college or university. However, the cost of post-secondary education is rising faster than inflation and income levels. Across the country, it jumped 3.3% year-over-year. Manitoba was well above the national average at 6.5%, higher than any other province. That's partly because of funding cuts to post-secondary education in this year's provincial budget. Those figures may appear somewhat modest, but over time it adds up to a huge amount. Between 2006 and 2016, tuition in Canada skyrocketed by 40%. Such increases show no sign of stopping, and that could make university or college incredibly expensive for future generations. One estimate suggests that by 2035, Canadian students will have to shell out over 17 grand on tuition alone, and that's just for one year. When you include textbooks and supplies, a four-year degree in 2035 would, on average, amount to over $102,000. That is our Tristan Field-Jones with a look at tuition fees here in the province of Manitoba. Our students, as I said, are gathered around the microphone. I'll introduce them now. Osis, please help me with your last name. I don't want to get it wrong. (laughs) Um, so I always have fun when I do this. Um, it's pronounced harass someone. Harass someone, okay. No, 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 no. Like try try saying harass someone, but take out the H and then say harass, harass someone. Yes. Oh, okay, excellent. Good. Okay, Osis, harass someone. Uh, we also have here with us Jolene De La Cruz. And uh, Jacob uh, Sanderson. Hi, Jacob. Perfect. You I love it. I love that they are all live streaming. They all have their phone. <laughs> they all have their phones out, and they are live streaming. Man, do I really yeah. feel old here? Twenty first century solutions so, for twenty first exactly. century Absolutely. tuition prices. Yes. Mm. Uh, by the way, I should <laughs> say that uh, Jacob, you are uh, studying politics at the University of Manitoba, and you are the students' union president there. That's correct. As well, and uh, Jolene, you're taking sociology at the University of Manitoba. Yes, I'm. I'm currently a sociology honors, and I'm currently also this year's president of the Sociology and Criminology Association. Excellent. Good for you. And Osis, you are studying accounting. So get nice and close to the microphone, please. And uh, we will talk to you because you're the numbers guy. And this is all about numbers here today. Uh, How how hard do you struggle to make ends meet when it comes to tuition fees? Is it it a struggle? Well, um, first of all, I'll say I'm lucky um, because I have a sponsor. 
my mom. Um, she's the one who's taking care of my tuition. That's kind of the agreement. Um, obviously, as an international student um, coming here, you obviously have to have a sponsor or you have to have a proof of like you're able to, you know, cater for, you know, that need, right. which is tuition, right? Mm -hmm. So my mom is my sponsor, which is the first thing first. Um, but outside of that, it's the basic, you know, daily living yeah. that, you know, we struggle with. As right, you have to pay the bills, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, because it's kind of unfair to, you know, have... You know, my mom, who is all the way down in Nigeria, mm -hmm. and then have me, um, you know, have her, you know, taking care of, you know, little bills like my phone bill. Yeah. You know, me feeding. Mm -hmm. So she can assist one, once or twice, but um, yeah. that's where we really get, you know, that's where, like, sure. as, as an immigrant, that's where you get stuff. Do you have a job as well? Do you work a job? I mean, obviously, you want to spend a lot of time on your studies, but do you also work to pay some of the other bills? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where, like, you know, it's, 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 it gets interesting. Yeah. Um, because as an immigrant or international student, I'm pretty sure um, knows, uh, we only allowed to work 20 hours a week. Mm. So this is not enough um, for international students or you know for immigrants in general i actually i actually have the numbers written down here i did like you know a couple of yeah. you know, math to, you know, actually, to actually well it. and we see we'll see if we have time to get to that but that's interesting so you would rather you would work more than that but you can't yes exactly I interesting can because uh, we'll get in trouble with the government and yeah um so basically we have to rely on savings yeah which you know having to know every year there's always an increase in something. Yeah. Um, you don't have that, you know, you know, like enough to mm -hmm. save for the rainy day. So in the summer, you have students, you know, working two, three jobs. And, you know, at the beginning of every month, everything just goes away mm -hmm. to bills. Yeah. And, and Jolene, I know you uh, mentioned this in your emails back and forth with Tristan Field-Jones, mm -hmm. uh, who lined this up. And uh, same thing, right? You struggle Entirely, to make sure yeah. you have enough time for your studies, but you've also got to work to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of it is also commute time and like where you where the opportunities are for jobs, because there are a lot of hidden expenses besides tuition that students have to pay for. And um, they're constantly increasing, as he said, as well. Mm -hmm. um, so. Right now, I think a lot of the stories that I'm hearing from students and a lot of the stories that I've told myself even have to do with finding that work uh, balance between your career academically and your career that allows you to provide for your academic life. And there is a constant dilemma between where you're allocating your time and where you're allocating most of your energy because you don't want to burn out either. Um, a lot of your time and energy goes into studying and making sure that you're making the most out of the tuition fees that go into your um, degree. But mm. a lot of the time also goes into paying for that degree. Sure. And that's where the constant dilemma is. And that's why I brought it up in the email. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Manitoba, as we heard from TFJ, Manitoba is sort of middle of the pack now when it comes mm -hmm. to tuition fees. But over the last little while, they have increased big time. Have you noticed the, the increase? Has it impacted you big time? Um, I myself am going into my second year uh, at the University of Manitoba. So this is the first year that I'm actually seeing the increase, but I've also seen it, um, seen the previous year. And mm. with my tuition, I was lucky enough to have um, worked for scholarships to cover my first year. But coming into the second and third year, it is kind of scary seeing the numbers rise as I'm going to have to begin paying for my own tuition. Right. And my parents are also um, being generous with that as well. Like he said, my parents are also sponsoring me and I'm very lucky for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have to pay for textbooks, pay for phone bills, yeah. pay for um, the small things that come with being just a student mm -hmm. um, aside from tuition. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're U of M, Jacob. We're going to talk to you in a sec. You're U 
of M. I don't know if I gave Osis's uh, school a shout out, Red River College. Yep. That's where you're uh, studying accounting. So, uh, Jacob, you being a president, uh, uh, the president of the students' union, this mm-hmm. is an issue that I'm sure you're dealing with all the time, right? A rising tuition fees. Oh, of course, it's very it's very central to what we do every every single day. Um, with regards to what you were just speaking on, in terms of the 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 rate of the increase. Right. Now, we hear a lot from the provincial government um, and as well from the University of Manitoba and other Manitoba institutions that, well, Manitoba tuition is still highly competitive. It's still the third lowest in Canada. It's still the lowest in Western Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, No, that is all true. However, what we've also seen is the 6.6% increase was the highest in any province in Western Canada since 2011. Um, And when it comes to education, what a lot of students require is predictability. There are many students out there that are willing to make that investment in their education as an investment in their future um, and that that are willing to put forward significant money to be able to do that in the hopes that education is going to pay off. But they require some form of predictability that they Mm -hmm. come over here. There's a social contract at play where, okay, if say you're a domestic student, your tuition is likely going to cost in the neighborhood of of sixteen to twenty thousand dollars, depending on your program. For an international student, you're likely looking at closer to sixty thousand dollars, depending on your program for the entire time. But when we've seen the provincial government introduce measures um, eliminating the post-secondary tax rebate, which was something that a lot of students, especially international students, yep. relied on, especially those international students that now stayed in Manitoba, that put roots in Manitoba, um, and uh, and continue to contribute to our economy long after their graduation, that's no longer an option that's available for them to make that more affordable. Mm-hmm. Even domestic students, now you're going to see, I think, um, and, the, and the data that we've looked at shows this, increased graduation times um, because students are going to have to take on more work um, to be able to pay for school. So they're not going to graduate as quickly. Probably not, right? If you're, if you're a student and you're looking at it, hey, I can pay $4,000 a year, um, and, and all of a sudden your $4,000 that used to get you five courses now gets you four courses. Maybe soon it'll get you three courses. Mm. Well, now you're taking less courses. You're working more. That's postponing grad time. That's going to stagnate the economy. Um, universities in the province are always looking at faster graduation times, and yet they're taking actions that are, that are directly against yeah. that and, and hurting student affordability. So mm-hmm. it's a major issue. In theaters, the horror film, The Nun. It's the second most scary thing to ever come out of the Catholic Church. The Nun, now showing. Yes, The Nun. People cannot wait to see that movie. New in theaters this weekend. We're not going to talk about the movies new in theaters this weekend with Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes. We are going to talk about the most anticipated films of the fall, according to Fandango. And Jeff, the list is long. Yep. We won't get into the whole list. Okay. But there is one other one here, another scary one that I thought we'd mention, and that is the return of Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis. She's coming back. Yeah. So I, I guess technically it's a sequel, even though it's still called Halloween. I guess the yeah. first one must have been called Halloween, right? I guess so. I don't watch these I don't movies. know. <laughs> I oh, I don't you watch, don't like scary don't, movies? No. That's right. I do think it's cool that she's returning to do another Halloween movie. Me too. That's it's awesome. uh, out October 
19th, by you, the way. Do you think, how, how how deep does Johnny Depp have to sink before he'll do another uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Listen, when they throw millions of dollars on the table, and I think he needs the money right he, now, he does. Uh, no question, they will do it. But it is kind of nice to see Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. I yeah. was a big fan of hers back in, you know, was it 48 Hours? Trading Places. Trade, or was, did she do 48 Hours too? I think, no. I think just Trading Places. Trading Places. I get those the Eddie Murphy mixed one, right? Up. Yeah, yes, yeah. right, exactly, yeah. But anyhow, good to see Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. Yeah. Now, one that lately has been catching my eye when I go to the movies to watch a, a movie and they play the trailers yep. is A Star is Born. Oh, yeah, me too. This is with Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady Gaga. And I'm not a big Lady Gaga fan, but when she gets on stage, when he gets her up on stage yep. and she sings that song, wow. Yeah, the whole theater feels that, eh? No kidding. And you were telling me Bradley Cooper, her co-star in this, yep. wrote it. He wrote it. He directed it. Wow. It's getting uh, some critics I follow on Twitter are just raving about it. Some guy wrote an article about how it's the best movie in 20 years or something like You're that. You're kidding. Yeah. So they're going nuts for this movie already. So I, th- I think we, we will be hearing a lot of it in the months to come. Probably it seems like it as we get into award season, all that sort of thing. So. It really does look fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. I understand why it's on Fandango's list of the most anticipated yeah. movies of the fall, no question about it. One you told me about, it's on the list. I knew nothing about it. Venom, what's that one all about? That's uh, the Spider-Man villain. Venom. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man 3, like the third Tobey Maguire one. Mm. Uh, Topher Grace played the character that became Venom, and he was Venom at the end of this. But this is yeah. a spin-off movie, not associated with those at all. It's its own thing, starring Tom Hardy as uh, Venom. He's a hmm. he's a photographer, he's a journalist, uh, becomes gets bit by a, a thing from space yeah. that turns him into this monster Venom. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's one of the looks ones cool. on yeah. the list here. It's a superhero yeah. movie, so it looks cool. Help me with another one. I know nothing about uh, Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald, apparently. It's in the Harry Potter universe. Oh, okay. It's That's pre- why I don't know anything about it. It's the sequel to a prequel for see, Harry Potter. See, this Harry is Potter when it gets silly. I don't want, I, I'm not a Harry Potter guy either. I only ever saw one of those movies. It stars Eddie Redmayne, and uh, it's like because it's in that world, it'll make a ton mm. of money, even if it's no good. And then another one, final one we'll talk about here. It is Bohemian Rhapsody. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? Ready, Freddy? Let's do it. You need to slow down, Fred. I just need a bit of time. What if I don't have time?
I think that might be the one people are looking the most forward to. They're very everyone's curious about it. Starring uh, Rami Malek from Mr. Robot as Freddie Mercury. Yes, yeah. and man, I don't know the trailer, what this movie's going to yeah. be like, but he looks like Freddy, and the trailer is phenomenal. But the trailer is also, it, I mean, come on, when you got the Queen music to that's stomp true. around to for two and a half minutes, yeah. it's hard to screw up the trailer, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, true. So yeah, but I don't know, it, like, was his life that interesting? I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, I know at the end or whatever, you heard all sorts of stuff, but hopefully it makes for a good movie. And you know what? Uh this uh, Malik guy, if you watch uh, Mr. Robot, he yep. is a rising star in Hollywood. I yeah, mean, yeah. this guy is really sort of the next big thing or could be the next big thing, depending, I guess, on how this movie does. Yeah. But I know his work on Mr. Robot and some other stuff has really been good. So Yeah, he's, um, yeah he won an Emmy for that. And, and he looks he's he looks so much like Freddie Mercury in this. Absolutely. And by the way, that one, Bohemian Rhapsody, is out on November 2nd. And A Star is Born, by the way, October. is out on October 8th. Fifth. Nice. There you go. Jeff Braun, one of the couch potatoes. You can hear them tomorrow at noon. Oh, no, because we've got the banjo bowl tomorrow, oh, right? Oh, that's at bumped. one. That's at one. So you guys are on at noon. Okay, good. Noon tomorrow. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. And noon tomorrow. And then Sunday. And then Sunday evening at six. And of course, the podcast, cjob.com, Google Play, iTunes, all over the place. You. And Brett McGarry. And Brett's got a review of The Nun this weekend. Ah, which is not getting great uh, reviews, No, eh? he, he makes some good points about it. And you know what? The other one I'll mention that's out in theaters this weekend that we really want to see is Peppermint. With Jennifer Garner. With Jennifer Garner, but that also is not no. getting great reviews. I got five seasons worth of Alias on DVD if you want to watch her uh, doing karate and shooting people. And see, stuff. I did not watch that <laughs> show. My wife did, and it's she a, says it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Jeff Braun, thank you, sir. You bet. We got a big football game coming up, obviously. And Mr. Bob Irving is able to join us for a few minutes on the phone here. Good afternoon, Bob. Hey, Hal Anderson. How are you? I am great. Looking forward to a big game tomorrow. I think the Bombers are going to turn it around in the Banjo Bowl. What do you think? Well, that's what they did last year, Hal, and I don't see any reason why they couldn't do it again this year. They lost the Labor Day weekend game in Regina last year and then came home and pummeled the Riders. I think it was 48-24. So, you know, it happened before. Why couldn't it happen again? All the sort of intangibles and different things will be in the Bombers' favor. They lost last week, so they'll be a little more motivated, I think. They'll have their 33,000 fans behind them. The noise will be an issue for Saskatchewan's offense. And so, you know, the Bombers are going to have a lot going for them tomorrow. I think they need to have some success early and get the crowd behind them and really get things happening early in the game. What do you think? Well, it wouldn't hurt. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, here's... Here's the way I look at that. I mean, last week in Regina, Hal, they fell behind 7 nothing from the get-go right. and then came back and dominated the Riders for the rest of the first half. So, you know, I think we talk about getting out to an early lead as if it, it's sort of make or break, and it's not. But having said that, uh, you do want to get the crowd going because if you can get the crowd going early, they won't stop. And I think uh, because it's a home game, that's really important to get the to get the fans fired up. You know, we've talked a lot about the noise around the team, and I don't really want to do that today. We know the season doesn't end. Even if we have a loss tomorrow, we're hoping for a win. But even if we lose, 
Uh, based on the way things look right now, the Bombers certainly could still get a playoff spot. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen, of course. But what one thing would you like to see different tomorrow compared to the last few games which the Bombers have lost? Well, I'd like to see a little more input or output, I should say, Hal, from their special teams. Their kick return game isn't very good. Uh, they don't get much in the way of improved field position or big plays from their kick return game, which is, you know, critically important in the Canadian Football League. One of the reasons Saskatchewan won the game last week is they got a punt return touchdown. Uh, you know, the Bombers got virtually nothing from their kick return game. So it, you're starting in poor field position and all the rest of it. I think that could give them a big boost. Now, beyond that, it's it's the basic stuff. Don't turn the ball over and and things like that. But uh, I think their kick return game, if it could give them a, a couple of big plays tomorrow, that would make a huge difference. One o'clock pregame show here on CJOB and then three o'clock kickoff. What's on the pregame show tomorrow, Bob? Well, what isn't, Hal? Doug Brown <laughs> will be with us to tell us about the birth of his first child. Yes. And that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Uh, details for, are still to come, by the way. Um, but Doug will be there. Ed Tate will join us. You'll hear from Stanley Bryant. Stanley has uh, some interesting things to say about Saskatchewan defensive end Charleston Hughes, who played such a good game last week and is having such a great year at an advanced age. Uh, we'll hear from Matt Nichols, Andrew Harris. We'll talk about closing in on a thousand yards rushing this early in the season, and you'll hear from some Rough Riders as well. So we'll have the usual basket of goodies for you, Hal. Bob, have a great game and enjoy your weekend, sir. You too, Hal. Uh, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen is here. It's Friday, so the doctor is in the house. You're one of the few doctors making house calls anymore, Doc. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Come to you. <laughs> I appreciate you making the house call to CJOB every Friday. So we've got some good stuff to talk about. I wanted to start with the um, uh, obesity one because, yeah. uh, listen, I have, uh, you know, they talk about the yo-yo uh, weight thing. That's mm-hmm. me. I, I'm the guy on the poster. The link between obesity, the brain, and genetics. Now, uh, for a long time, I think we've known about the genetics part of it. Yes. But the brain, that's mm-hmm. that's new. So tell me about the link here in the latest research. Well, they're finding links between kind of brain structure and volume, like the size of different p- parts of the brain, and obesity, which is kind of interesting. And it could hmm. still be genetic. It could be yep. the genetics that are kind of affecting how um, you know brains are being kind of built in people as they get right. older and things like this. Um, and so what they're, you know, just a couple of things that they're finding is uh, that people maybe have a little bit um, kind of less cognitive flexibility uh, if they are more likely to be overweight. Uh, people have um, a larger left egg, uh, amygdala, but I don't say that out loud very often. I call it Amy because uh, it's so in control of emotions. So they think that that part of Amy might actually be in charge of food cues. And wow. so... Um, so you said that's the part of the brain that uh, controls emotions. Right. Isn't that interesting, mm-hmm. eh? Yep. Emotions and food. There's definitely a There's connection definitely there. There's definitely a connection. And also kind of the ability to control impulses. So the um, right prefrontal cortex is... Um, is thicker, no, it's thinner. That's right. That's what I was trying to get to. And the other side is is thinner. So basically what I'm saying is the side that is more in control of impulses is not as uh, developed. developed, right. Wow. And so there's that as well. 
And, and it just keeps going on and on. And one other interesting thing was ADHD is connected with obesity, something I didn't know, and, but only it seems in women. Uh, women are more likely to, uh, to be obese if they have ADHD, but not as much hmm. for men. Um, and uh, then, but we were, we were talking about genetics and stuff like that, but it doesn't seem to be only genetics. Uh, I found something that found, there's a blood-brain barrier. So basically there's a kind of system in place that protects your brain from the things in your blood. And it seems like a kind of typical Western diet and, uh, and obesity are kind of make that more leaky, I guess you could say. Mm. And so more toxins and things can get into your brain. And uh, this can lead to greater um, problems in your brain. They found that obesity is connected with problems like Alzheimer's and dementia and things like this. So wow. um, it, it's maybe genetic, but it also seems to be kind of the effect of obesity itself is that it can kind of affect how, uh, you know, how many mm-hmm. toxins are actually getting into your brain and causing problems. And a lot of times, it seems to me anyhow, as we talk every week about this kind of stuff, it seems that this research, like say, for example, with this, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. They've just found something yep. and it could be many, many years if they ever find out the true connection and know yep. all of it, right? Right, that's right. I mean, these are very kind of inexact kind of things that they're finding, like the left side of a brain structure is connected with... Uh, you know, obesity. I mean, there's so much more to know than well, sure. just like the size of an anatomy. And every individual is different, That's right? That's right. You know, yeah. um, but it does give these kind of suggestions that kind of your ability to process information, your ability to kind of your feelings. Uh, it's not just about the fact that, oh, my genetics are making this happen. It's kind of also about, well, my genetics are maybe me th- making me think differently and are actually making me eat differently and doing things like that mm. um, and making it harder to plan or control impulses or it makes food more right. uh, appealing to me. Um, and those things are kind of uh, affecting you as well. It's not just that you're eating the same amount and that food's affecting differently because your stomach works differently or something like that. Mm. Um, it might actually be coming at least partly through, uh, through your brain and yeah. how that's working. Listen, not every person who has a weight problem or is obese (laughs) has an addiction to food, but I think some people do. So Mm -hmm. maybe you don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if they've ever found a correlation between uh, obese people that maybe Mm -hmm. do have an addiction to food Mm. and are they then more susceptible to addictions in other ways like drugs Mm. and alcohol? You know, that's interesting. I don't know that. Mm. Um, I've come to believe that addictions are related to an uncomfortable internal state, Hmm. more so than about the particular method for comfort. Uh, People can use kind of less to more extreme ways to comfort themselves, um, you know, like such as food, what we're talking about, or drugs or alcohol or things like this. There's different ways to kind of uh, escape that feeling Mm. inside. But usually what's kind of common across uh, is this kind of uncomfortable state inside. And that uncomfortable state can kind of happen through our childhood. It can happen through, you know, like veterans can go to war and all of a sudden in the war themselves, in the war itself, they just take up drugs because it's so uncomfortable for them there or, and when they give it up when they come home or they continue to have trouble because of PTSD and things like this. So usually there's something inside that is a little bit more uncomfortable and there's many ways to kind of reduce that feeling and different people have their own proclivity uh, and some people it's food a little bit more. Yeah. And then of course there's many other things, right? Mm. Like there's opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's, uh, as you said, I don't think any two individuals were exactly the no. same, but it is interesting to see some connections and it seems like there is a link between obesity, the brain and genetics. Yeah. And these are things that should probably help us to 
help people as they are uh, trying to, uh, you know, lose weight or or feel differently. And, and it's not just about, um, you know, making it a goal to, you know, exercise more or eat less. It's also about, okay, let's work on how you think about things. Let's work yeah. on how you manage your impulses and let's work on how you plan your life and uh, how you manage your emotions and things mm-hmm. like this. Those are all important pieces. And this is just helping that side of things have some credibility in yeah. when we're when we're working with this problem. I'll, t- I'll tell you one little thing about me because I like to try and, you know, when appropriate, <laughs> share my information with people because I think it can be helpful. But when I had my gastric sleeve surgery, mm-hmm. the doctor said to me, your craving for food is going to change and may just kind of go away. And I went, wow. you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're taking a part of my stomach out that mm-hmm. tells the brain you're hungry. Wow. And I said, come on. But you know what? It has. It has wow. changed the way I think about food. Mm. It's it's amazing. So, you know, we talk about mm-hmm. the brain and oh, the yeah. body and the connections mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. there is, you know, it's just amazing how the brain works and how right. we don't understand how it works in right. so many ways. And how connected it is and how many factors yeah, are at play right. in these things, right? And so... That's where, yeah, you're right. I think we can learn different factors that they're all, okay, they can be a, they can all play a part, but for each person it does come together differently mm-hmm. and you can have different kinds of solutions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.